Welcome to Green Beans, where two boys dressed in green sit on beans and chat about life. I am your host, Jared, and with me is my co-host and brother, Ethan. What's up? We're back at it again with hopefully better audio quality this time. Yes, last episode we were troubleshooting kind of and like testing things out because we got a new setup uh, and I actually used the wrong audio input and you know a bunch of boring stuff but this time I think we figured it out we tested everything it should be good so yeah yes it should be fixed yeah because we got two microphones now and last episode it was our first time recording with both microphones and uh, if you listened to last episode, you will know that it didn't go quite as planned and the audio was super echoey. We didn't get the inputs all correct. But hopefully we spent some time trying to figure everything out this t- uh, this time for this episode. So hopefully our audio will be much better this episode. Yes. Yep. Um, so let's start off the episode with, you know, our weekly segment of... How our weeks went. Yeah, so Ethan and I actually just got back earlier today, about like less than two hours ago, we got back from a trip to Virginia. And the first thing we're doing is recording a podcast. Yeah, we had the entire... Normally we would record our podcast just any random day throughout the week whenever we're available to do it, and then throughout the week we would work on editing and uh, making the YouTube thumbnail and things like that, getting it ready to publish for Monday. But uh, yeah, today it's Saturday when we're recording this and we just got back, so we don't have a whole ton of time to repair this time. So we're recording it now. Yep, and it's really hot in this room. Yeah, normally I have like a ceiling fan going on in this room to cool us off, but... uh, that you wouldn't want to hear that uh, while we're recording. That would be annoying for all of our listeners. So we turned that off. But now we're both really hot in here. Oh, well. Um, so as Jared mentioned, we just got back from a trip to Virginia. As we live in Vermont, it's close enough where you can drive, but far enough where it's a pain to drive there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we went down there for sort of like a like a family reunion sort of thing. There weren't like a, too many people there, definitely not our whole like family, but we got to see uh, some cousins and aunts and uncles and grandparents that we haven't seen in a while. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, we spent, we actually, <laughs> I think we spent more days driving than we did actually there. Yeah, because we did four total days of driving. Yep. Um you know, around six hours a day on average. A few days were a little longer um, for their end back. So that's four total days, yeah. And we spent like, what was that, Monday to Friday there? So that was four or five days. Yep. We got there on Monday and left on Friday. So three like entire days there. And then two half days. So that... Let's call it four. Yeah, f- yes, because from where we live in Vermont down to where we visited in Virginia, it it's like twelve or thirteen hours of a drive, 
and our family didn't want to just drive there all in one go because that's a long day. Yeah. So on our way there, we uh, like a nice halfway point between where we live and where we were going is New Jersey. So on our way down there, we drove a day and then stopped at a hotel in New Jersey, stayed there, and then the next day woke up in the morning, drove the rest of the way, arrived in Virginia, stayed there for our like four days, whatever. Then we left yesterday. We left yesterday morning and then showed up yesterday evening in uh, a different hotel in New Jersey. And then this morning we went from that New Jersey hotel back home. Yeah, uh, it actually getting the hotel in New Jersey, like our dad did all that, but he coincidentally booked a hotel like really, really close to one of my friend's houses from college. So obviously he lives in New Jersey and he goes to Vermont for college. And so he just coincidentally booked a hotel right next to him. So I met up with him and got to talk with him, see how the his summer was going and talk about like this next school year because it's going to be different with different guidelines, you know, uh, and mo- most people being vaccinated. They're requiring yeah. vaccines on my campus, so it's going to be pretty different. A lot of in-person stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to next school year. Hopefully, it'll be a lot better than this past one. Oh yeah. Um, but with our Virginia trip, we uh we went we actually we went to a place called Williamsburg. Uh, that's like where we stayed. Yep. And we actually went to Williamsburg with the same family members uh five years ago in 2016. Um, for same sort of family reunion thing, and I so I I must have been eleven at the time, and you were I was like fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, depending on when we went, because my birthday's in the summer, so I could yeah, have been thirteen so or fourteen. We went last time we went there. Uh, I I remember very specifically that trip pretty well because uh, Pokemon Go came out. That's right. uh, Right, like, at the beginning of the summer in 2016. And uh, Pokemon Go isn't quite as popular, like, nowadays. I mean, I still have friends that play it, and I know lots of people that still play it. Yeah. um, And I still play it every once in a while. But it's definitely not as popular as it was. And I remember when Pokemon, like, Pokemon Go came out in 2016, like, it was really big for that summer and like everybody played it even people who had never been interested in pokemon before and so i remember like it came out and then like a couple weeks later maybe not even that long is when we went to our virginia trip and all of our cousins and us just like everywhere we went we're just playing pokemon go on the trip non-stop it was also like we were in dc i feel like it came out closer to when we were i like it came out right before we left yeah yeah. and we went to dc first because that's on the way yeah and it was insane like you'd walk around uh what whatever the big lake thing in dc the reflection pool i think that's what it's called that like every single person on their phone playing pokemon go it was insane but um and i so when we went back this time i remembered having so much fun playing pokemon go that first time that we were there so i uh was playing pokemon go a lot while we were on our trip uh this past week um which was pretty good because pokemon go for anybody who isn't familiar there are these different like locations like real world locations that you can go to in the game 
Um, and so, like, if you go to a real-world location, they're called Pokestops, then in the game, you can get special rewards, and that's how you get more Pokeballs and, like, potions and items and stuff. And where we live in Vermont, there, there's not that many Pokestops around here. Well, that's because Vermont's just rural. Yeah. There's not a lot here. So, like, playing Pokemon Go around home is kind of sucky because there's not many places I can go to get new items and stuff, which is why it was super cool to be able to go somewhere uh, that's more populated with, like, bigger, like, cities and stuff. So we were able to get tons of Pokestops everywhere. And that, that was the same deal when this past week when we went, like, the places we visited, like, we went to Colonial Williamsburg when we were there. And there were a bunch of Pokestops all over. Oh, yeah. Colonial Williamsburg was... I didn't really remember it last time, but this time it was just insanely hot. Like, <laughs> Your microphone falling? A little bit. Hopefully that isn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, it was insanely hot. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like... I want to be inside. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like the first time we were there, it was really hot, although I don't remember much because I was 11. But definitely this time as well, it was so hot um, at Colonial Williamsburg, which it's... How would you explain what Colonial Williamsburg is? I mean, it's a colonial as in, like, it's old. You know, it's it was one of the... F- first few towns uh created when or created yeah i guess created is the right word um established um back when the you know the pilgrims and like europeans were moving over to the americas they like jamestown williamsburg like those types of places are the settlements they established back in that time so Colonial Williamsburg is now a type of museum, kind of, historical outdoor museum that you can go and explore the town, experience the history, stuff like that. Yeah, and they have different, like, buildings and exhibits and stuff where you can see, like, we visited the, like, carvers, I don't know what it's called. Engravers. The engravers shop, and there were people in there that were, like, dressed in colonial clothing, and... They were, like, showing us how the engravings and, like, carving stuff would have worked back in the day when that town was, like, first made and during the colonial times. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, I felt bad for the people who had to, like, dress up in these big outfits. Oh, yeah. With, like, all different layers and, like, the 90-degree heat. Yeah, everybody working there, like, some more than others, was wearing, like, big, like, uniforms that were meant to look like they came from the colonial times um and yeah most of it was like long sleeves jackets pants like a bunch of heavy stuff so like yeah there were definitely people walking by in like big outfits and i was walking around like a t-shirt and shorts like sweating and i'm can't imagine how hot they were oh yeah it it must have been miserable yeah although i feel like people who live like more southern and like warmer parts of the world than vermont are probably a lot more used to being that hot yeah so definitely people are more acclimated to intense heat than we are um but i mean still like 
regardless, it's still got to suck. Yeah. And so we did Colonial Williamsburg in Virginia, and then we had a few days where we just could do whatever we wanted. Um, so we went to a park with, we have this very little cousin. He's almost two. Yeah. Very adorable. So we, a lot of the stuff we did actually was just to like go places with him that he would like to do. Yeah. And we went to, like you said, like a big playground and it was, it had like lots of very cool things, like a, like a boat and stuff that the kids could go and play in. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like we didn't have many other things planned. We we did a lot of chillaxing, a lot of talking, a lot of eating. <laughs> yeah, we we ate a lot of food. Yeah, our uh, our grandmother is the one who did like most of the cooking when we were there when we weren't like out at restaurants, and she she made a lot of food. Yeah, uh, sometimes a little too much because you know. There were a lot of leftovers, but that's okay. Yeah, nobody was complaining. Like, one night there were, like, ribs and stuff. And, you know, I don't eat that because I'm vegetarian. But, uh, w- like, we were able to bring home a bunch of leftover ribs. And, like, our dad, <laughs> I think he ate a bunch of those. So, definitely not a bad thing with the extra food. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really know what else there is to say about Virginia. Like, it, it wasn't... A, like a very interesting trip honestly besides like maybe visiting colonial williamsburg because it was just like a family trip we just went to go see yeah. family i mean I, I definitely had a good time like just hanging out with family and talking to people and you know especially because we haven't seen some people in a long time because corona yeah miss rona has been not very nice not very nice to us yeah uh I did, I do have to say my least favorite part was the car ride. It was so so long, so much traffic all the time. Yeah, we did hit a lot of traffic. Like I think the like our first day of driving when we left our house and we're going to the hotel in New Jersey. I think the, our like GPS in the car said it would take like 6 to 6 and a half hours to get there. And it ended up taking like at least 8 hours because we hit like a bunch of traffic. Yeah, I think in s- some states like that's just a normal thing. Around he- in Vermont like Chittenden uh, County is like the most populated county in Vermont and even there like the traffic is not that bad. Like you'll be stuck for a few minutes. Sometimes a little more than a few minutes, but, you know, it's nothing like it was with, like, thousands of cars on, like, four-way highways just at a stop. Like, yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, just, like, going, like, driving through so many different states on the way there, it was definitely pretty, I don't know, I guess odd seeing, like, how other states, like, driving in other states is, because... A lot of other states, it's a very different experience driving than it is in Vermont. Because, like, in Vermont, for example, like, we don't have billboards in Vermont. Yeah, billboards are illegal here. Yeah, we there just, like, aren't any billboards throughout the entire state of Vermont. But then, like, going down 
driving through a bunch of different states to get to Virginia. Like, there's billboards all over the place, and it's just weird seeing billboards because that's not something I'm used to. Same with toll booths. Yeah. There are no toll booths in Vermont. Thank you, Vermont, because toll booths suck. Yeah, we had to, like, stop a bunch and pay, and it was annoying, but not something we have to deal with here in Vermont, luckily. So... Anyone who's listening or watching that's not from Vermont, sorry, but we just gotta flex on you. We're just kind of, we're just kind of <laughs> superior in that sense. Yeah, I mean, I like Vermont. I do too. Although, so you you kind of alluded to not necessarily culture shock, but like yeah. kind of like like even different states in the U.S. are a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you, you've I know you've never been west before, but I've I've been out west, and that's a very different from around here. Like around here, it's uh, all forest, and out west, it's all desert. Like that's two completely different environments. And so, you know, just driving in the desert is completely different, and it's really cool, actually. Like, you get to see all types of geology that you don't get to see around here. Because, um, you know, most of it around here is under plants. Yeah. But also, like, just, like, you get to see buttes. You know what, what a butte is? That? is? Uh, so, a butte is a big piece of, like, almost like a plateau, but it's just, like, a big piece of rock that's, like, straight up. Uh, okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't really explain it that well. I'll um, look up a picture later. Yeah, I'll we'll, put one on screen we'll, for the YouTube. We'll put version. one on screen. Um, but for the listeners, uh, yeah, a butte is just like think of like a square. Okay. Of rock that's humongous, and okay. it, it goes straight up. All right. And then there's like a plateau on top. Okay. Do you uh, remember? Um, What's it, Free Solo or the documentary with the guy who climbed up that thing? Like El Capitan? Is that what it's called? I know, I know what you're talking about. I think that, it's I'm pretty sure Alex that. Honnold, I believe, is the rock climber's name, but yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that was a butte. Huh. What he climbed. Okay. There's just these giant rocks. Well, yeah, you don't really see those in Vermont. Yeah, because just the way the geology and like erosion and weathering works around here is completely different because it's like different climate different vegetation which all have an impact on that Mm -hmm. but out there like that you see all sorts of different kinds of landmarks and you also get to see like all the rock is very layered like Mm -hmm. each layer is very defined You, you can tell well, around here, it's like a lot of shale, which is not as layered. It's just kind of all clumped together. Huh. Geology, bro. Yeah. I'm, I kind of have to take geology if I want to do paleontology, study of fossils. So I try to pick up a thing or two, but my main thing is for just the evolution and stuff with that. Yeah. So you had you said um, earlier uh, about how like the least favorite part of the our trip for you was the car rides. But yeah, I I get car sick too. It sucked. 
Yeah, I've never gotten car sick. I have gotten sick at like amusement parks and like fairs on like the super spinny rides. I've definitely gotten sick and gotten headaches from those, but I've never gotten car sick, I don't think. It was worse when I was younger. I I would like throw up in the car and get everything all gross. Yeah. So I started taking medicine. I just I still do it cuz just in case I don't want to puke everywhere. Yeah. So for me personally, I don't really have that much of a problem with long car rides. Like, this entire time, like, I doubt you've even heard me, like, complain about being in the car once for our whole trip. No, I mean, you spent most of the time just watching uh, shows you downloaded. Yeah, and so, I don't know what it is, but, like, I just don't mind car trips. Like, I, I wouldn't say I enjoy them, but, like, they're, they are what they are. They're fine. Um, I, I feel like the reason is because... When we went to the 2017 National Boy Scout Jamboree, we took a bus, and, you know, you went with me, so you would know, <laughs> and yeah. we took a bus ride there, uh, and a bus ride back. And, on and the it, by the way, it was in West Virginia. Yes. So it's also, like... Even further than even, where we went, even further than like, Virginia. this past week. Uh, and, yeah, I just remember on our way back from West Virginia to Vermont, we just, in a bus... We did that entire trip all at once, only stopping for food. And yep. it was a, it took us 20 hours. It was a 20-hour bus ride, and it was so miserable, and I hated it. It sucked. Yeah, oh, my goodness. That, I, I even tried to sleep on that bus ride. Uh, I think I got about, like, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I couldn't sleep. I, I tried to sleep as well on that bus ride, and I couldn't at all. So, yeah, I think... Every car ride I've ever had after that one bus ride, it's just not, it just seems fine. Because compared to that one I experienced, it's not bad at all. So, yeah, because, like, when you're, on a, when you're on a bus for, like, 20 hours, like, there's only so much you can do. Like, you can't, like, watch, like, shows or videos that you downloaded the entire time. Because once you've been watching those for a certain amount of hours, it gets boring and you get tired of it. That happens with, like, every single show I try to watch, regardless. Yeah. But, yeah, there's not much you can do on a bus ride that long. And I just remember, like, that was such a boring bus ride, and it sucked. And one of our... Because our, the group that we went down with was, like, a big group, so we were split into two buses. And not our bus, but the other bus that we were with, like, one of their tires popped or something. And so we had to, like, just wait. I think we were at a McDonald's or something for, like, two hours just sitting and waiting for the bus to be fixed, which added even more time, which made it even more sucky. Yeah, I mean, at least we got a break. But, yeah, that definitely extended the trip to be way longer than it should have. Yeah, but... Anyway, after experiencing that awful, super long bus ride, now, car trips, not that bad for me. Like, even sitting in the car for, like, eight hours on our way to Virginia, like, I don't know, could be 20, so not as bad. Yeah, uh, there's actually this kind of phenomenon where you, you like, set up an experience that was really, really bad for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like your your anchor, your focal point. And you're like, this is kind of like the worst that it, I've experienced. And everything else is just better. Like uh, with 
um, let's see. Let's let I'm gonna take skiing for example because I did Nordic skiing. Yeah. And I did not enjoy it. It was I I don't like skiing. It was not fun. Um, and we always every year we would do this race called Cochrane's, and it's completely uphill. No downhills, just up. It's the Cochrane's hill climb. It, it was the worst race out of the year. Everyone hated it. I don't know why we did it. It sucked. But uh, that was kind of like my point of like, wow, okay. After I was done the race, I was like, oh my goodness. That was awful. But I did it. I completed it. Mm-hmm. And so now that was kind of my point. Like in other races, if I was feeling kind of bad, I was like, hey, I've done worse. So I yeah. can I can keep on going right now. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing with your um, car ride. You know, like you've done worse. So right now isn't really that bad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say like I, I actually remember because I did a cross country skiing as well um, when I was in middle school. And I only did it for one year. Uh, just my seventh grade year, I was on the cross country skiing team. And I remember my uh, coach wouldn't even let me do the Cochran's race because <laughs> I was so bad at it that, like, she wouldn't let me. She was like, nope, you, I, I know you can't do it. I'm not even going to bother. Like, no, you can't come to this one. <laughs> Sorry, you suck. Just don't bother coming. Yeah, so, that, so I, I remember that race because I wasn't allowed to go uh, because of how sucky it you was. You know, you're, you're lucky then because that race is awful. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the races were awful for me, too, though, because I was just super bad. Like, by the end of the season, okay, this was my first time ever on skis, period, because, like, most people that try, like, Nordic skiing have at least done, like, done downhill skiing before, but I had never done that because I, like, snowboard. So my my time on the cross-country skiing team was my first time ever on skis, and by the end of the season... I couldn't slow down, I couldn't stop, I couldn't turn, like all things that are very necessary for just skiing, I couldn't, I still didn't know how to do them. And Basic I Basic locomotion. You yeah, just... and I was so bad at it, so um, yeah, that was, that was an experience being on the ski team. I do have to say though, the middle school didn't really teach you how to ski, they just kind of said, go, go do a workout, even though you didn't ski is that correct uh i mean not exactly my because i had like my main coach and then there was like an assistant coach who was like a college student and she came and she like because she competed in nordic skiing in college and so she came and like to help coach our nordic ski team but like th- they tried to teach me i was just so bad that like they would like <laughs> explain to me how to do something and i just like couldn't get it <laughs> and it was pretty much like that throughout the whole season. So I wasn't bad because nobody taught me. I was bad because I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tried to do what they showed me to. It just never really worked out huh. for me. Um, yeah, I mean, the the first time I did cross-country skiing uh, was my sophomore year of high school. Because me and one of my friends made a deal that if he tried snowboarding, I would try skiing. Mm-hmm. And he ended up quitting skiing as well and to do snowboarding. So I think, I know who... I think one of these is clearly superior. One of them is clearly better than the other. Just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I have no beef with skiers. Uh, they're, skiing and snowboarding can both be fun. It's just, 
I like snowboarding better. Same um, with me. But yeah, I started so I started my sophomore year. And this is like the second day of practice. And I, I was told to go down this like super big hill. And I'm like, I literally don't know how to ski, dude. Like I'm not I'm not going down this hill. And then my coach was like, uh, well, how are you gonna learn if you don't do it? And then he's like, Go down. I was like, Okay. So I'm going down this massive hill. Don't know how to slow down yet. Don't know how to stop, just like you. Relatable. And I and then I'm I'm like, ah, I'm gonna die. And I fall over and I land like on my thumb. And oh my gosh, that hurts so much. I ended up breaking my thumb. Mm-hmm. Because, I remember this. Yeah, because when you're holding your pole, like if if you fall, like your thumb's just kind of there and it boop right into the ground. And so, yeah, I was like, why do you have me go down that hill? I broke my thumb, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely relate to that a lot because throughout that year that I was doing skiing and I couldn't ski, I still like competed in races and stuff and i i came in dead last not like last on my team like dead last out of every single person (laughs) at the race i was very last place at every single meet that i went to except for the state finals i did not come in last i came in second to last and my friend who was also on the team he came in last because his ski broke halfway through the race wow that's (laughs) I but guess. but anyway, so <laughs> I uh, when I was competing in these races, like races would oftentimes have like big hills and things and turns and various not like obstacles, but like it was more than just like a flat course for the races. But me not knowing how to slow down, turn, stop, any of that, whenever I would come across like a hill or something, obviously I have to go down the hill. I don't really have another option, but then... Like, what am I supposed to do? So I would go, start going down the hill, and then once I was, like, towards the bottom of the hill, I would just have to intentionally fall over. So, <laughs> because, like, I remember one specific time where there was, like, a pretty steep hill going down, and then at the bottom of the hill, there was a sharp right turn. And I, like, was at the top, and I was like, crap. <laughs> like, I was at the I looked, I was like, okay so i went down and like once i'm like starting to get towards the bottom of the hill like i didn't really have a choice because i know if i keep if i just keep going i'm not gonna be able to make that right turn so i'm just gonna fly off of the course and like probably into some trees or something and i can't like slow down or stop or anything so i can like adjust myself easier because i didn't know how to do that uh so i had to just intentionally fall over and I did that like all the time. And it was, I, I mean, it was pretty funny because there were some times where my my coaches would tell me, they were like, oh, we saw you at this one part during the race and you were doing so well, but then then you fell. It looked like you did it on purpose. And I was like, oh, we, weird how it looked like that. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe it was on purpose. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I relate to you on that because I intentionally fell quite often while doing uh, skiing. Yeah, I did end up learning how to actually do things unlike you yeah uh however i was never any good you know i i was able to slow down by you know doing the pizza where you like do cross your the front of your skis yeah which is not the best way to do it but that was the way i did it (laughs) 
Um, I was also able to turn, like, cross-country skis don't turn easily in general, but I was able to figure out, like, oh, if you if you lean, you turn a little bit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, more than I was able to figure out. But I still sucked a lot, and I I just didn't enjoy Like, I would find that I legitimately got angry during practice because it was just, I was cold I was tired. I and I when I'd fall, I'd be like, "Why get up? I'm not having fun." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's something I didn't even mention. But like the the uniforms for Nordic skiing are just—it's just pretty much just like a spandex one-piece suit. Or yeah. actually, I don't know if they're one-piece. They might—they're two-piece. They're—it's just like a spandex suit. So like. You're in the snow, it's, like, freezing cold, and you're literally just wearing, like, super thin, t- like, skin-tight spandex. Yeah, I know. It's awful. I mean, and some people love it, which yeah, props to them. They're, they're real true. Yeah, I mean, big respect to anybody who's, like, good at Nordic skiing because we have both done it and we both were bad so like we can we know how difficult it is so like if you're a good nordic skier like props to you yeah oh boy but i ended up quitting and i was happy with that instead i went to the gym which yeah it's a lot better i do have to say though skiing really gave me like nice abs because you know you really use your um your abs a lot if you're like doing a double pull where you're just like you're literally doing crunches while you're standing up and yeah. you're doing that just to push yourself so like my abs are nice <laughs> they are not like that anymore because i have not skied in a few years guess we could start skiing again i don't know i don't think it's worth the effort i agree but Anyway, I was going to make this point, and then we got very sidetracked by skiing. But <laughs> I, what, That's okay. What I was originally going to say was, because um, you had said how there's this, like, mentality of you have one, like, some really bad experience, and then in the future, everything seems a lot better because, well, it's not as bad as that one thing. Yeah. And what I, I think might happen for me is, because I mentioned maybe, like, two episodes ago, don't remember, that... My uh, girlfriend and I, we watched, like, the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy all in one day. So that was, like, 12 hours, pretty much, of movies. And now, I mean, I guess I'll have to see. I could be wrong. But I feel like I'm going to have that same effect. Where, like, now movies just don't feel long anymore. Because I watched 12 hours of movies in one day. So I'll sit and watch, like, a three-hour movie, which is, like pretty long for a movie yeah. and i'll be like oh well that was that was pretty quick huh because it's already over yeah so maybe maybe that'll turn into that but i guess we'll see yeah time will tell every time i think of a three-hour movie it's usually avengers endgame yeah that's I, it, do you know if uh avatar the blue people avatar on the alien planet not the poo poo last airbender avatar that one was bad he's you mean the the movie that the live action Avatar: The Last Airbender movie is bad, is what that you're is bad. Yeah, I just want to clarify: the show is good. Yeah, the, the show is the fantastic. Last Airbender show, amazing show, good the, stuff. The live action movie was terrible. Yes, everyone hates it. Yeah, I believe it has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that that takes some skill to get. Um, 
but the blue people avatar. Do you remember if that's three hours or not? It's close. I don't, know I don't remember, is. to be honest. Don't remember really anything about that movie other than the fact that they were blue. Well, we got to watch it again because there's going to be uh, some new ones coming out 2022. Yeah. And onward. Yeah. But uh, I remember, so I was going to talk about Endgame because I went to go see Endgame in theaters, but when I went to go see it, I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And so I want, I, and I was going with my friends, which is the only reason why I wanted to go to the theaters because my friends were going. And so I went and I was like sitting there and like 10 minutes into the movie, I'm like, oh gosh, I got poop. <laughs> I got to poop really bad, but I don't want to miss the movie. And so I held in my sick person poop. For three hours Dang. of Endgame. And the entire time, I'm like, I'm going to poop myself. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to. Oh. It was so miserable. But I managed to stay through the entire movie. And I immediately, like, movie was done. I, I saw the. Wait, did Endgame have after credits? It had a post-credit sound. Whatever. I, I booked it out of the theater and just was not a good time. Yeah, I remember when Endgame came out, it was it was really like and uh, it was an unusual experience for me because like I mean, we talk about I guess how different things are in Vermont compared to other places in the country just because Vermont is the second least populated state with Wyoming being the least populated state. I believe Vermont's population is about like 600,000 people in the entire state of Vermont. Yeah. Um and we live in Chittenden County, which is like the most populated part of Vermont and still like compared not to other parts of the world, not very popular. But anyway, so like going to the movies, it's usually not that crowded at the movie theater. Uh but when I when Endgame was coming out, I had to like buy my tickets like I don't, it was at least a week or two before the movie came out. Like, I had to pre-order them online, which I had never done before. Usually, I just show up to the movie theater and buy my tickets. Yeah. But for Endgame, I had to buy my tickets beforehand. And then my friend and I, we I, I went to see it with one of our friends. Um, and I remember we were thinking, like, okay, we want to get some good seats for the movie. Let's show up, like, an hour early, which is, like way earlier than you would normally show up for a movie. Um, yeah. Because you would normally show up, what, like 20 minutes maybe before the movie starts? 20 to 30 is how I usually roll. Yeah, but we we want we wanted to make sure we got good seats. So we're like, okay, it, it might be kind of crowded, so let's show up an hour before the movie starts. And we did. So like, we show up an hour before the movie starts. We walk into the theater. It is super packed. Like, it, we had a hard time finding a seat's finding seats then an hour before the movie started jeez and yeah so and by the time the movie started the entire theater 100% every single seat filled it was completely packed and every single person there pre-ordered tickets and like i remember just going to that movie was insane cuz i had never been to like a sold out movie before and it was also it was cool, but also annoying being in that crowded of a movie, especially because everybody there was pretty much like a Marvel super fan. Yeah. Um, and whenever anything remotely cool or exciting happened in the movie, the entire crowd would like clap and cheer. 
which yeah. it, it was cool and it was like a really cool environment and something that I hadn't experienced before. But then also like I couldn't hear what people yeah. were saying. Like I couldn't hear the movie when people would do that. Yeah, I don't really like it when people like clap and cheer. Like laughing, understandable, yeah. you know, if something's funny. But like I I don't I'm not a big fan of that. I but yeah. I haven't been to a movie theater in over a year. And neither of you, right? Yeah, I have not. I have not been to a movie theater since the start of the pandemic. And honestly, I'm not really missing it that much. Yeah. I do enjoy watching my movies at home. All right. So do you want to maybe uh, give us a little, little dino facts now? Oh, yes. Yes. I think it is time for Ethan's fabulous, fantastic, ferocious, uh, fable, fing- fingly fossil facts fable fingly fossil facts <laughs> yeah i don't think fingly is a word but let's go with it yeah i got some alliteration so all right today's fact i was i think is a quickie i'm pretty sure okay. so the dinosaur oviraptor mm-hmm. i think people are familiar with it i hope um if not there will be on youtube there will be an image on screen Oviraptor means egg thief mm-hmm. because when they were Oviraptor was discovered, it was discovered with fossilized eggs. So paleontologists were like, "Oh, they must be eating, stealing them, and eating them." It wasn't later. Later on, it was discovered that the eggs were actually its own eggs, and it was taking care of the eggs. Mm-hmm. Like like a nest, they were taking care of yeah. a nest of eggs. So the name is not accurate anymore because they're not egg thieves. They're actually good parents. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically my fossil fact. Um, Oviraptors are good parents. <laughs> yeah, man, I get, paleontologists really did Oviraptors dirty, like naming them egg thief when they're actually just taking care of their eggs. Yeah, come on, paleontologists. Do better. Do better. Come on. But, yeah, yeah, interesting fact. And I think that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode. Awesome. I I enjoyed today's discussion. And with better audio, it'll sound... I hope so. I mean, we don't don't know right now when recording this if everything worked properly. We, We set it up, so hopefully it should. But... If it if it didn't, I'm contacting the technical guy in charge of this, which by the way is me, and uh, I'm I'm filing a complaint. Yeah. So this was a pretty good episode. We talked a bit about our uh, trip to Virginia. We uh, discussed car rides. We talked about cross country skiing and how bad we were at that, and a little bit about movies as well. Yeah. So is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up today? Uh, yeah, I got my plug to my YouTube channel as usual. It's that Etan guy. Etan is E-T-A-N. Uh, I post videos about dinosaurs and other silly things. So check that out. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I want to say. All right. So, uh, this, uh, brings us to the end of episode seven of Green Beans. Can you believe that? Seven weeks of making episodes so far. That's crazy, man. But I, uh, I'm really enjoying it. I am as well. So uh, we hope that everybody watching or listening is enjoying it as well. Of course, you can give us any feedback or uh, 
anything, YouTube comments, or if you know us, just let us know what you're thinking about how the podcast is going. But that brings us to the end of today's episode. So thank you for uh, watching or listening, and we hope to see you again in next week's episode. Adios. <laughs>